Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to play a video by the AFSC, which is an organization out of the city of Detroit, as they break down the importance of voting locally in statewide elections, and most importantly, paying attention to the budget, the city's budget, so we can be aware of where the money is going. Now, this conversation is important to me because recently I've been touching on the 2020 budget in the city of Detroit. But once we listen to this video of the AFSC, it's going to give you a format that you don't have to live in the city of Detroit. If you live in Cleveland, if you live in Akron, if you live in St. Louis or Louisville or Birmingham, Atlanta or Milwaukee, the format that's used here can be applied in the city that you're from. Right. Doesn't matter if you're in L.A. or Texas somewhere in the inner city. That's where the real power is. Right. Now, I've had this video in the archives for a while. I'm going to put it out. And when you come down to the description box, there's going to be a link in which you can find the AFSC. Right. So the video is maybe like an hour long. It's very powerful. It's very impactful. It's something that our people need to learn. And like I said in the future, I'm going to make a video breaking down the 2020 city's budget. That's where we have to pay our attention to. When we engage in voting, that's cool. When we run for political office, that's cool. But we have to pay attention to where the money is going. None of this matters if we're not going to pay attention to where the money is going. Right? So... Again, um, look forward. I'm going to create some content about the 2020 budget in the city of Detroit. And I may even do one on Chicago or pick another city just to show you how these people are stealing from black American voters from the population that comes out of these major inner cities. And once you understand how the format works, you can see how the theft take place. If you don't know how it works, it's not going to make sense. So now... It's 2020. It's time for our people to go to a higher and greater understanding about politics. And we can't do that if we do not understand how city budgets work because we live in the cities in this country. All right. So um, I'm going to play the video now. Thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, we're going to let it roll. We got to get rid of Hi, peace and love. Star Wars. Hi, peace and love. This is Joanna Underwood, political activist, community organizer, and the commissioner of the Detroit Charter Commission. And we're back with another video to discuss the mayor's um, budget for the city of Detroit. And we're going to uh, update you on the importance of this budget, exactly what it represents. And um, it's some things in here that is alarming that the public need to know and understand how their money is being spent in this city. For far too long, we as Detroiters, we pay our property taxes, we pay our way here in this great city. And we just leave our so-called elected officials to manage the resources that we provide for them. And um, so many times, um, they have mismanaged funds that they receive from us. And it's time for us to take our power back and take control of how we look at politics locally in the city of Detroit and how our money is spent here in the city of Detroit. Uh, our neighborhoods is in desperate need of, um, of, of care. Um, and we can clearly see our money is going to other places, but where it needs to be. And so we we did this is our part two of our budget. Um, uh, me and brother Ramon did part one. I will repost it on my Facebook page. But now we're going to do part two to give you a little recap of what we covered from the part one video is that we told the residents of the city of Detroit that you have a two billion dollar budget. 
one billion one billion is in surplus the other billion is what we use to operate the city off of we also told you that 42 percent uh 49 or 42 42 percent of the budget is going to public safety 29 percent is going to non-government departments two to seven percent is going into our neighborhoods and um, 10% is going back to our local government and municipality. Um, the city of Detroit residents, taxpayers pay $824 million. That's just the money that you spent on uh, property taxes and utility taxes. We're not talking about any other money outside of that. We're talking about strictly your money that you paid in property taxes and utility taxes, which uh, a total of that amount of money is $824 million. So you almost paid a billion dollars. Okay? The residents of City Detroit, you almost paid a billion dollars to this government. All right? That is your money. That is your money. The mayor um, his, is representing the executive branch. What he does, he get all that billion dollars. Detroit City bu uh, budget. Like I said, uh, we operate off of a billion dollars. He take that billion dollars and he managed the billion dollars. Uh, we pay for his cabinet, which is consists of the department heads that operate our government. Um, the mayor is Mike Duggan. Um, his chief of staff is Alexis Wiley. She managed over 9,000 employees of the residents, 9,000 employees of the city of Detroit. And she, um, which I found out later, she hired most of the, the um, department, department heads along with the human resources department. Um, it's one thing to, to really know that the mayor, Mike Duggan, as well as uh, Alexis Wiley, they are not Detroiters. They don't, um, Alexis Wiley just moved here to Detroit not too long ago. She came here specifically for a job. So I want you guys to keep that in mind because she's the chief of staff and she she was supposed initially hired to be the communication director and then she was promoted less than four months to be the uh, chief of staff and I call her the Mike Duggan uh, Olivia Pope <laughs> because obviously the sister did something to get promoted you know, and to only, you know, I'm not the type of person to talk about degrees and stuff because I don't really have uh, degrees myself. But I do have a lot of experience in the field that I am in. You know, it's not like I'm just, you know, don't have a degree, don't have any experience. I have a lot of experience. And my, my, my thing with um, the chief of staff, Alexis Wiley, is that her experience is mostly in journalism, not in community. Okay, so when we when we, we as activists we talk about this media blockout, when you got somebody that actually work for the media industry like Alexis Wiley that know the game, that's the reason why she's able to manipulate the press and create this false narrative uh, narrative of Detroit, and that's why it's so important that we become our own media to basically. Uh, uh, to basically show the truth of Detroit and the tale of two cities is real. And then, um, you know, um, guys, you know, we're going to go right into the budget. But I just want to briefly say that, um, you know, she was behind the disinvite that me and other commissioners had on the Detroit Charter Commission. And I'm very concerned about her dealings in Detroit. And I will come back with a later video. But now let's get into this budget. And so I'm going to let um, Brother Advocate, you know, um, talk about some of the things that um, that is really like, really, um, you just let Brother Advocate say it. <laughs> you know, first off, a peace to my brothers, um, my salam to your brother J-Mo, um, brother, brother Wine, clever Wine, known as my brother. So... And to my cousin that's watching in, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank everybody for tuning in. We we bring these budgets to, to you all to let you know that we have to move and we have to get rid of these people that's managing so much of our money. We know that a lot of things can be done with this money. We This is this not no chump change. This one year, every year circulating our own money that's being not distributed back to us. So, and she just gave you the exact numbers. We didn't make it up. 824 million is what 
we pay, what our family members pay, what our community pay, what the businesses pay. I'm talking about the small businesses because that's not big businesses. They got tax breaks. The small people, that mostly comes from the residents, us, the poor people, the people who got jobs, the people who got who got to give their money to pay income to the city, the people who pay utility taxes, the people who pay property tax, and this is what who consists of our families, even the people that's paying rent, because the rent is being used to pay the taxes. So all that is contributing to the $824 million that's coming downtown every year to these people. We not long, we no longer calling them politicians. My my brothers from the streets, they not no politicians. They tricked us with that word. They is the keepers of the money. Okay? And we walked away from that money because we've been tricked by the term a politician. They ain't no politicians. They got the bag. They got the money. They got the money to change things in our community. Okay? They have that. They have the money to start to eradicate poverty. They have the money to let us all see black businesses, black wealth constantly, continuously grow. So this is why we bring you these issues to let you all know they managing our money. Okay. And then not only is they managing our money, they're not distributing our money back to us, which is creating poverty and which is creating crime in our communities. Okay, we have to get rid of these people and put some people in there that we're going to make sure that they manage the money and distribute the money properly, which is back to the communities. Okay, no other community. You can't be mad at white communities when people say don't nobody got no contracts with Livonia municipality. How can you be mad at them? Why would the people that represent the citizens in Livonia give those people money to somebody else? The people wouldn't allow them to do that. That's what's happening to us. They're giving our money to somebody else. And in terms, we around here broke and doing everything in, under the sun to try to create a way for ourselves when we already got a pot. So this is why we keep showing y'all the budget. We making it clear to y'all. We, we making it factual to y'all. Showing y'all the dollar amount. Those numbers that we listed on the site, those numbers, is we didn't make them up. We didn't draw them grass up or nothing. All you have to do is go to the city website and punch it up and research it. Everything that we're saying, yeah. you can research it on your own and verify. Yeah, Detroit government website, the budget is up. Actually, after this video, we are going down to the budget hearing, and we might come back live um, to the actual the budget hearing. So let's get into the numbers because I know that's what people want to hear. So we're going to first start with the most egregious, uh, <laughs> the D. B A, the DBA, the DBA, yeah. which is Detroit Building Authority. Detroit Building Authority um, came about in the bankruptcy of the city of Detroit in 2014, and they, when, when we talk about authorities, understand that our government contract out work to these authorities to manage maybe a whole city department or man or do something that. We don't have the capacity to do or they claim that we don't have the capacity to do the work that they do. So we have several authorities, you know, um, the Detroit Building Authority, Detroit Land Bank Authority, Great Lakes Water Authorities. I listed um, maybe at least 15 different authorities that we have. But the Detroit Building Authority is really important because Detroit Building Authority and Detroit Land Bank go hand in hand. And I know you guys heard me talk a lot, a lot about the Land Bank. But Detroit Building Authority, oh my God, it's just as bad. So he's going to break down the numbers. Uh, Ramon is good at breaking down basically the stats and statistics and stuff like that. So uh, I'm going to let him break down how much of our budget is going to the DBA. And we want to demand the mayor, Mike Duggan, who's responsible for this budget, and Janae Aris, who is the... Um, who is the um, the chair of the committee of this budget? We gonna we gonna nail her to the fire too, because if you think Janae that we gonna let you you know slide this budget through without no uh, protest, you out of your goddamn mind, girl. You have really you you always have been not for the people. 
You always been the token blackie for Mike Duggan. But this time, Janae, you done went too far, girl. And you know you wrong for this. And we're going to hold you to a, a carnival. And I hope and pray that the, your colleagues do not support you with this whack budget that are you sitting up there um, being a quarterback for, me, uh, for Mike Duggan. It's like this, people. This budget is not in benefit to us as a, as a community. It, the numbers, is it, they don't lie. If you a person that stay here, your family come up here, you, want, you got children being raised here, and you sang and understand, then you understand that this budget right here is not conducive to the welfare of our people. So in that being said, if anybody who supports this budget, they're not operating in the, in the best benefit and the best welfare of our people. So I want to do, I do want to break down what it is that my people need to look for in this budget, particularly. It's a long list of people that they contracting through, through. So you will have to tediously go through the budget in order for us to really get, let y'all know every company that they dealing with. And it would take too long for us to do that. So I, I'm going to just give you all the specifics and we're going to deal with the specifics on what, where, where the money is going to and what the most egregious things in there. When you got some time, look through it. And if you can attend this morning, come down there because any council member that's supporting this budget, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be there. And this has been going on too. This is not the first budget that's been egregious, okay? They've been constantly submitting egregious budgets that's not been in the welfare of our people. So this is this these are the companies that we should look for. Now, they giving seventy two million dollars. This is the first thing to the DBA. She just spoke about the DBA. First, a large portion of the budget is going to the DBA. Total, close to four hundred million dollars. They got the board of ethics listed on there, but we already know the board of ethics is a board that's established by the council and the mayor in order to allegedly hear ethics complaints which that's a kangaroo system. So the DBA is the major recipients of that money and also legal fees, okay? So but the DBA, this is the most egregious part of that. They're giving $72 million to play a, to lease a building that we own, okay? We own the Detroit Public Safety Headquarters, purchased it years ago, probably 2010, 2011, for six six million dollars, put put close to sixty million in renovating it through the DBA, but now they turning around and leasing it back to us. We own it for seventy two million dollars. Now that seventy two million dollars can go to help a whole lot of things in our community, and that's not their money. That's just, that's our money. That's not that's our money. We just gave y'all the breakdown of the budget. Where the money, where the, where the 852 million come from? And it come from our tax dollars and us working. Now we telling y'all how they just totally giving away all this money that can be helping us. Okay. 72 million is going to lease something we own. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm letting y'all understand just how they plan us. That's 72 million. So we have to block that. That 72 million can go. That should be going. To back into the community so that that 2% that he putting in the neighborhoods can be increasing. One. Two, we got to look for local initiative support corps. They're giving $10 million to them. They is a group of developers and philanthropists who, who's, who we going to get $10 million of our dollars to, to allegedly find people that they going to help with their businesses. Okay, that hasn't worked for us. We don't be needing to get no 10 million of our dollars. And you see, they just giving our money away by the millions. And you know why? Because we done turned our back on it. And then, go ahead. Joe. Yeah, how you going to give $10 million for some people to go find people that want to start businesses? <laughs> Why don't you get a $10 million for the people who already got businesses and want to expand and all the people who want to start businesses? You don't need to get nobody no $10 million to start no business. I, I tell you right now, I could put up a Facebook post and say I got $10 million to give away to anybody that want to start a business. And there you go. 
All you got to do is submit your business plan. The city of Detroit can do it themselves. We don't need no nonprofit to go around to our city and talk about who want to start some business. They're not doing it. And they're not even doing no. it. That's just a way for them to store and hoard money and, and stuff like that. But that is egregious for you to just give away $10 million like that to people to, to, to do something that the city could do for themselves. And what we try to do is cut costs. Cut the cost. And redirect that and money redirect back to the our people. Money that's, that's back it. to the yeah, people. That's because right. we that's your trim. money. We got to trim all that fat off this budget. It's too much fat on this budget. And we also got to bring awareness to who is actually taking and receiving this money. Because this money got to go back to us. We got all these problems and issues in the city of Detroit. And we sure don't need no nonprofit to go around talking about we're going to help y'all start some businesses. Go ahead, brother. Okay, now, the the other egregious um, issue that we need to deal with is that they're giving $50 million to the Detroit detention facility. Now, if we if we if we sit here and understand the Detroit the detention facility, it's the old mound correctional facility. Okay. The governor sold that to the city of Detroit for pennies on the dollar. So we not paying taxes, we not paying no rent. They done turned this into a central booking here in Detroit, right up under our uh, under our nose. But and they using fifty million of our own tax dollars to support this 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 system. They didn't even use fifty million to operate mound when mound was functioning at its full capacity. How is we needing fifty million to hold it as a detention facility to hold people no longer than three days? Mm -hmm. And they combined with the Michigan Department of Correction, which is the state of Michigan, which have a greater budget right. in the city of Detroit. So why is we taking our tax dollars, $50 million? See, brother, we're not talking about all that. We're talking about this money right here, bro. Marcus coming. We're talking about these $50 million. We're talking about $72 million. We're talking about those money can go back into the community right there. We're talking about a lot. That's a lot of money to start helping the community. And if you line up a thousand people, ain't nobody going to disagree with that. Okay, so moving on along. That's those are the two most egregious things. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thank you, brother. Understand what this brother is saying, because I don't think people are, are registering what this brother is saying. We're, we're giving fifty million dollars away for a central booking station that only holding people for three days. Now the facility used to be a what a, a prison. Yeah. It used to be a prison that hold people for years, and they didn't need fifty million dollars to operate. No, you. Yeah. So the question is, if it used to be a prison and you didn't need $50 million to operate to hold prisoners for years, why do you need $50 million to, to hold people for three days? That is the issue that y'all need to focus on. Okay? We all for public safety. Now, I'm definitely for public safety, but we got to be realistic about the real root of, of crime. And it comes from lack of job education and opportunities. That $50 million, if they can work with $20 million, I think they should work with $20 million. That $30 million can go back into our neighborhoods and, and create jobs and opportunities and businesses that we need to sustain ourselves. And that will reduce the crime. And that's the that's the overall goal. Building prisons and jails is not going to reduce crimes. Putting cameras on, on traffic signals is not going to uh, reduce crime. You need to give these people a job, give, give these people a business, give these people something to do to make money and fend for themselves. That's what you needs to happen. And that would that would eradicate a lot of the, 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 the crime You ain't never seen we, no billionaire rob a corner liquor store. You ain't never seen no billionaire rob a corner liquor store. You ain't going to see a millionaire rob a corner liquor store for $200. Come on now. So listen. So listen. So these are, we giving y'all straight up egregious. And, and this is another way to take money. Just like I said, we have walked away from this money for so long, people, that they have already determined that we don't care about it. They can't just take it and put it into their account. So now they have to find reasons yeah. on how to take this money that we walk away from. And that's why you see such egregious things like this. Like we giving $10 million to the, 
to nonprofit organizations, Arab, Arab American Council, Chaldean Council, and Black Development Inc. and other little nonprofits to find WIC to direct people to WIC locations. WIC locations is a federal program. WIC is a federal program paid for by the federal government. Okay, you can go punch up Google or call anything and, and find any WIC site yeah. at any DA. So you don't need to contact no people and we give them no millions. Of, just ask yourself this question. Whoever listening in that pay tax, do you agree with giving $10 million out of our money to somebody to refer us or to give you a number to a free facility that's already there and the numbers are already everywhere available to you? Just ask yourself, do you agree with that? But go ahead. Yeah. Um, and I just want to uh, make people understand that WIC is a federal program, right? You know, the um, the government pays for that program. The state don't even pay for the program. That if you go to any FIA place and they got Michigan, that's funded by the state. They have where you can sign up to WIC. They got all the information you need to know about WIC. We don't need no nonprofit organization. I don't care who it is. Y'all nonprofits, like nonprofit <laughs> organizations nonprofit can do something better. Why don't you not do a nonprofit trying to teach people how to read to reduce homelessness? Something that we need. Y'all started nonprofit organizations for stuff that we don't need. And then you want to ask the city of Detroit to fund your nonprofit organization so y'all don't have to do no work. And all y'all got to do is do some goddamn referrals. Look, if you're going to do it, I got a nonprofit. And the work that I'm doing with the Detroit Black Women Council, and I can't really work it the way I want to, it's some serious work that we need to do with black women. But the sitting up there giving out referrals to WIC, that's not no serious work. I mean, it's all the work already done. They already did the all work. They got is, that available right, at right. the DHS, so, your local but, offices, so, everywhere. So my point is, is that we need to get a list of every nonprofit organization that's being funded by the city of Detroit. And if they're not doing the work that we need them to do, then they they either pay pay for find uh, private donors to fund a nonprofit. But they shouldn't get public funding for it if you're not doing something that's really beneficial to the public. That's my point, you know. And people can take it how they want to take it, but that's my point. Now, I want, I want, I want the people to understand this. It's a company that started in 2013. I need the people to understand it. The company is out of Livonia, Michigan, the same city that Mayor Duggan is from. The company formulated in 2013. Mayor Duggan ran for office in 2013. This company is recipients in uh, renovation projects in the millions of dollars at precincts. So you have to ask yourself a question. How would Detroit police, police, Detroit police precincts, a, a, a really new company just started in 2013, already contracting in the millions to renovate the inside. Some stuff that is, is black companies right here in Detroit that do renovation that could have been the recipients of that. So we need to watch for how they move and our money through their loved ones, family members and stuff. That's very suspicious that that company formulated in 2013 and now it's a new company. And they're involved in the contract. I contacted them as I contacted a lot of these companies on here. This is how I know what it is that they're doing. I ain't just read this. I touch bases with them. I set up appointments with them. I went to their locations and all these things before we telling y'all. But we telling y'all these things so that we can remove these individuals who you don't want nobody in there to direct this money to the proper people. Okay. This is why we continuously, constantly telling y'all these things. Now, they also giving a couple million dollars of our money to a, a, a EMS company, private EMS company out of Sterling Heights to literally sit down at the casinos. Now, if you understand this, the casinos bring in a billion dollars a year, but we're going to take our tax dollars and pay for EM. And hold on, response time in the communities is horrible, okay? But they got them sitting at the, at the, at the Illiches and, and, and Dan Gilbert's casinos, and we paying for them to sit there. So we need to make sure we block that. And a brother mentioned a, a brother and a sister mentioned a point. We're not gonna let the city council slip up out of this. Because the council members appoint 
the board members of the DBA with the mayor, Chris Jackson on the DBA, we should have a major concern with Chris Jackson being a treasurer of the DBA. We had Chris Jackson. Chris Jackson has horrible. a horrible reputation. And he the treasurer. And he's the treasurer of the DBA. That's appointed, the great, Hold on. Appointed by the city council. He was appointed by the city council. Yeah, we ain't council. gonna let them get off. We go, he was appointed by the city council and he worked his way to be treasurer over the money. And so he's over the money of the DBA and, and we know that and I don't I, I, I heard know of him, personally. But he know personally. I done deal with him. He, he a sellout. Yes. He sold me and my community out on the issue with some white a white company, plain and simple. And I told him this to his face every time I see him. He yeah. sold our community out. And all the elders that was on that issue on that issue with me, most of them done passed form since then. Yes. Yeah, sell out. So Chris Jackson, uh uh what's his that's his name? Yeah, his name, Chris Jackson. I was saying Chris Jackson is a sellout. And um he um he sold Ramon out on the issue and our community and our whole community in District Seven with Ryan's Auto Parts. Okay, so he's he's definitely not for the interests of the people, and he definitely should not be uh, touching anybody's Man, money he be because he already money. bought and paid. You see what I'm saying? He the real he's a real pay to play type of man. You know what I'm saying? We and the, Ramon know it personally, but I already heard about the brother anyway. So, he all in there, all the corruption cases in Detroit. He all in there. I'm talking about a personal experience with him he gonna talk in the personal, community. But I'm telling y'all to go look the man up. Yeah, for sure. Because you're going to see his hand greasy as hell. And and, 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 well, and when Ramon found out that he was um, the treasurer, he I had to calm his brother down. He damn near exploded because he knew what type of man he, he was. He walked up to me and tried to shake my hand downtown. And, and, and I looked at him. I say, man, I ain't about to shake your hand, man. You see, the problem is we can't let them royally mess us over at the meetings and then come out here and barbecue with them. You a real enemy of mine. And I had to determine anybody who would maliciously create poverty in our community is an enemy of ours. Because when you maliciously create poverty, you maliciously create violence. OK, you, you maliciously perpetuate anger. So anybody who do that on a massive scale is a is the is is the greatest threat to us, the greatest threat to me, my children, my community. So that's our biggest threat. Yeah, and that's and and that's why we so hard on these black sellouts, and that's the reason why I'm I'm so hard on these black sellouts because I don't care if that's your job. Your job don't require you to sell out your people. It does. It, your job don't require you to help people steal money that um, black people work for all their life for. That's not a part of your job. I bet you when they hired you, they didn't say your part of your job requirement is to help us create poverty for black folks and steal their money and mismanage it in order for you to move up. I guarantee you, they didn't say that in your job description. Now that's something that you internalize and you feel like in order for me to be successful and approve myself to these white folks that's what I'm going to do so that's a behavior you adapted to a behavior to in order to advance yourself individually and, and in return all of us got to be affected just so you can ride in a Cadillac and, and, and listen as we said the council has to approve this budget but as a community, we should have a problem with close to $400 million. I'm talking about $400 million. And I'm not talking about a one-time. Hold on. Not just $400 million. $400 million plus $288 million that's going to be coming in grants from us. Okay? Right. So now we're talking about we should have a problem yeah. with that. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to cut you off. But let me, because I want them to understand, because when people going to challenge us when they look at this video, when we talk about this $824 million, we're not talking about the federal grants. We understand that Detroit is an entitlement city. We understand that we meet the criteria for every federal grant that it is. We understand that we're the poorest, largest city in the United States. We understand all of that. We That's why we, we made a conscious effort to focus on the $824 million because that's the money that came strictly from your the pocket, neighborhood. Your pocket. Your pocket. Your mama's, that's, your grandma's. Your grandma's yeah, pocket. Got, it didn't come from downtown. It didn't come from midtown. Well, some people who 
black people live in Midtown, but they come from the downtown business district. They come from Lansing. And they come from Lansing. Washington. And they come from Washington. Came from us. And they come from all uh, away yeah. County. So you ain't begging for nobody. Your we money. You talking about your own money. You talking about the straight money that out you, our pocket that you pay in your property taxes. When you paid your rent, your landlord paid their property taxes. Every time you paid your DT Energy bill, every time you paid your Detroit Water bill, every time you pay anything, or every in time city, they took that money out your check every yeah, year, they pay taxes check. go to them. They payroll check every time they you pay your uh, work and they took money out of your payroll check. That's eight hundred and twenty-four million dollars that came from these poor majority poor black folks. That everybody keep on saying that we don't generate no money or we ain't got no money. Man, we just almost paid the city of Detroit a billion dollars. Yeah, so so on, kill man. that. Kill and that. We, and we Kill doing that. that. And we doing that every year. Oh, with nothing there. coming back to us. With nothing coming back. Working ten dollars an hour with job. Right. Nine dollars okay? an hour with job. Come on. Now we got Busting money. Our butts. Catching and the they bus. taking our money, man. Catching giving our money to other people. Right. Catching Straight out our community. Yeah. Catching two or three buses just to go to work. Uh, I'm sitting up there hustling every single day. I'm talking about those black people. I want to um okay so let, I want to I want to hit y'all so they giving we need to watch for another authority too but the DBA is the main authority that's getting a large but another thing too I want to touch on legal fees they giving millions to private attorneys because of their legal troubles now let me share this with you we already pay a law department that's supposed to handle that supposed to be team with look with attorneys to handle that anytime you talk about a government structure from the national government if you sue the national government the attorney general is gonna defend them if you sue the governor of the state the attorney general is gonna defend them our law department is there they dumping out millions of our dollars to defend the to defend their corruption to defend them doing things to residents they turning around, doing things to residents, losing our own dollars to pay attorneys to defend them. I'm talking about lawsuits for them doing things to residents in the community. We turn around and pay them to not um, compensate these people. They own out our own money. That's foolishness what we doing. So we here to tell y'all them authorities need to be stopped. Okay. It's $337 million going to that DBA. That money need to be stopped. That's okay. The Brownfield Redevelopment Authority. This is another authority. They they taking $10 million. And, and Fred, Fred Chang, how, you said, how can we apply pressure to stop the budget of fraud being pushed on our city? Come, 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 come to the budget meeting. We about to go. Come to the budget meeting. And we about to start the recall on one of them. We got to vote. The people out and put people in office that under that not know that understand that this will be regulated. That this money must be redistributed back to the people. If not, you gonna go. That got to be the tone in Detroit. That's the only solution. Anybody tell you otherwise, they're lying to you. We not selling y'all no wolf tickets. No wolf tickets. Everybody for years been selling Detroiters wolf tickets. They not breaking none of this stuff down. We only got one solution to this problem. Is that we have to remove as many corrupt people out of our government as possible on city council, the mayor, and also we got to make sure the people that we replace understand that we mean business. And we're going to remove them and if they gonna play. And we're going to remove them if they Every play. time. God, and, 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 and also, and also we're going to be mindful of who they employ with their appointees. That's right. Because all these boards, let me tell you this. Don't let nobody tell you about no Dan Gilbert or nothing. I had a conversation with a brother. Dan Gilbert is nothing. I don't even talk about Dan Gilbert. Because you know why? You remove the mayor and put a, a mayor right there, Dan Gilbert shut down. Tax breaks on everything he got. Tax all that property that you got that you don't milk the people. No more underbidding deals. No more redevelopment deals. That's simple as that. But you cannot do nothing to Dan Gilbert without removing the mayor. You can do something 
to Dan Gilbert with removing the mayor, but yeah. you can't do nothing to Dan Gilbert without re removing the mayor. the mayor. What could you do to him? And let me tell you something else. Let me tell you something else about uh, about this, this 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 corruption in the city of Detroit. It's historical. It's historical. This is this is a way of life for these people. They have manipulated um, the, the residents in the city of Detroit for so long. They don't even. They really believe that this is their money. They really we, believe we walked away for we, so long. We, yeah, and left the money. Yeah, we, we, regardless, we regardless, if we yeah. walked away from it, whatever. The yeah, issue is that the issue is that they really believe that this is their money. For sure, they do. And, and, and it's not their money. They really believe that this is their government. It's not their. It's not your government. It's our government. This is our town, and this is our municipality, and we fund this every single day. So you do not own this. You are a public servant, and you need to. Y'all need to check your our egos, humble yourself and understand what it is to be a public servant and be privileged to know that people voted for you and have faith in you to represent them. And so that's what you need to do because at the end of the day, this is our city and you better be glad that you got a job. And it's not like we ain't paying our politicians to represent us a decent salary. Y'all just being greedy. Y'all want it all. And let me, let, me share this. let me share this also. Everything that we we breaking down in this budget. The council have their hand in it too. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna get it. We ain't gonna go around them because and all the members of all these boards that's operating against us. The mayor, along with the council, appoints the members of these boards. Right. Okay. The board members do not work for us. That's what we have to understand. They work for the individual. Who appoint them. The person who works for us is who we elected. And that's the only people we can control. See, if you control who we elect, we control who they appoint. You can't control the appoint without controlling who the elect is. It's backwards. And that's where they miss that's where so many activists is misleading our people. Don't matter how hard this job is, because it's a very hard job galvanizing 70 some percent of the people who got no interest in vote and i understand why we too poor to be paying attention to things people worried about their everyday life so it's a hard that's why I, I challenge anybody if you have a simpler way that we can wake 77 people 77 percent of these voters up I'm 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 all it's years. It's four hundred thousand. I'm people. all years. Yeah, it's four hundred thousand registered voters in the city of Detroit. So other than that, you just you just you just misleading the people. I'm all ears. If you if if you if you got a simpler listen, vote. listen. It's it's four hundred. It's four hundred thousand registered voters in the city of Detroit. Seventy percent of that four hundred thousand don't even vote. So they're controlling, and they have a twenty percent voter block. And they've been having this 20% voter block for years, ever since I was a little kid. And so that's how they control who get in office. And they got a strong political clique. And that political clique will governs who gets into office, when they get into office, and all of that. So our goal has to be is to destroy that political clique. And to bring transparency and accountability, and also to make sure that we have transparency in our government. We got to get rid of the nepotism that exists in our uh, local government, and we got to start hiring people from all different um, backgrounds. Uh, we got to start electing people from all different backgrounds, not just the upper class educated black people that we have been hood we bamboozled into thinking that they are the only representation for black people we need people like myself we need people like ramon we need people like uh, you we need know, people like you, you. yeah we yeah. need average you know yeah. detroiters that's right to be able to run for all these, these positions. guys got these ideals on and this experience yeah, come on run. and control yeah. and, and, and control help us the money. control the money and redistribute yeah. that money to the people. And also we I'm not trying to be a politician. Uh, also, also, we got to change our mentality about who we elect. Because for so long, black people thought you had to be this perfect person. You don't need a so-called perfect resume. You need somebody that got Detroit in their heart. You need somebody that got good intentions that really want to serve. Not somebody who want to get a job. Because a lot of these people that we run across, they just selfish people. They just trying to make some money. They just picked the wrong field to do that in. That's my only issue with that. I don't knock your hustle, but you can't hustle
hustle in the public sector. You can't uh, hustle as a council person. You can't hustle as a mayor. You can't hustle in in, in government because this is supposed to be for masses of people have to re, will be affected by the decisions and be affected by your hustle. Now, if you was hustling for yourself and you know that's fine, but if when you start affecting masses of people, then it's a problem. That's why I can't let you hustle like that. That's why when no, you, you sell me enough. out, you right, hustling you sell, you sell me out. Yeah. You, you sell my grandmother no, out. Enough. You sell my kids out. Yeah. And so, and so money. yeah. And when you and when you, you do that, me. and when you do that, I can't let you go hide Miss Underwood. Ain't no hides. No, ain't no hides. Man, you selling out my children. You said, hey, my son. You ain't no hide. I'm not about to be people like you. Situations that you create. I'm not about to see with black people. We gotta be stern. We gotta be stern. We are too goddamn forgiving people. Man, when these people cut our throats like that for money, we gotta send a message like, look, you, you, you cannot come back to us after you done did this kind of stuff. You gotta be stern. Y'all be stern with y'all family members. Y'all will kick y'all kids out. Yeah, but kick these goddamn people out. Y'all stern with the brother who round the corner who owe you five hundred dollars. Y'all killing and robbing them every day, and we telling y'all how. You let somebody owe you twenty dollars. Yeah. You ready to kill them? Yeah, they this they, they we telling y'all these they, people they robbing millions. us for millions of dollars. They taking millions for real. Y'all ready to? Kid for 20, which y'all go, y'all, but y'all let them hey, take, uh, take million. I want to I say this to who to, to a Dodge Per. It's like this with the voting. If we all know who we voted for, ain't no corruption. And if we if need be, when we get ready and we serious, we'll have a person at every poll counting who going in there. And we'll regulate that just like that. We know about Janice Winfrey. We know the game she playing. But when the community ready and it's enough of us, Janice ain't no cheese nuts out there left. We'll be at those calls. One, two, like this. Yeah. Janice Winfrey only keep cheat elections when we have low voter turnout. When you got only 20% of the population vote, That's Janice, how they can cheat. Janice can't even handle the 400,000 voters. That's why she be trying to make it. That's why she don't never promote the local elections. Look, she can only handle it, 100,000 people coming out. If we bring out 200,000 200 to 300,000 uh, uh, 300, people, ain't no way she can cheat. She ain't going Hey, P P G. He said, um, he said, where's the vote? We all talking about strictly local election. That's the only thing that we can control. We directly control it. Eighty percent of the population. Yeah, we focus on local politics. It's the local level. We all we, we only focus on the local levels. Now we might talk about the county because we do have some little influence on the county. Definitely. But when we talk about the state and the federal elections. We, I don't get involved in that. I might make a little comment or two, but I understand. I didn't organize all through around this country. I understand where black people political power at, and it's always local. That's right. So if anybody telling you that we got the power to elect governors or elect presidents, they're lying to you, okay? The only power we got is, uh, is uh, to elect our mayors, our city council members, our state reps, and our county commissioners. Who controls that, the police. Who controls all of that. That's yeah. the only power that we have. We have a thousand black cities where, uh, excuse me, we have a thousand American cities where black people is the predominant population in the urban sector. That's right. They going one by one and eliminating those cities. Breaking them all Breaking up. them up. Scattering us around so we will lose our political power. I, I want to share this with you. The other day, last week, they had the land bank was on Let It Rip. Okay? They brought it the land bank on. And I'll tell you this story. The lady who runs um, Let It Rip, she was explaining that in the, in three in four years her rent increased from eleven hundred dollars to sixteen hundred, which moved her out of Detroit. Now this is was a news reporter for Let It Rip. She said she had applied for all the little um little um alleged benefits that the city had for, her, and whatever it is, they found a way to deny. This is a lady who works for the news that was that's talking about how she was gentrified and pushed out who could have covered 1100 a, a, a month so if she getting pushed out the city can you imagine what's happening to all our other people right they get pushed out and that's why we try to fight for the section that's 8 right. vouchers and so so that's the reason why 
We're we're not we're not we're not buying that affordable housing anymore. We're talking about low income housing. We're not saying affordable housing because to them affordable housing to be twelve or thirteen hundred dollars a month. That's not affordable to the average Detroiter. That's why we say low income housing. I talk about low income housing. I'm talking about Section Eight vouchers. I'm talking about housing that's that's for the rent is between three three hundred to um uh, $700. That's what I'm talking about. Three hundred to seven hundred dollars. That's what we can afford. Now we uh we on our way. We gotta go because we gotta go um to the budget hearing um down downtown. So um we gonna might gonna have to do a part three um because woo we we missed all this. We got a whole list of stuff. But you know when we get to go, we get to talking and stuff. And um you know sometimes we get off track. But we gonna come back with another um you know the budget hearings is mostly through the month of March. So we gonna be called as long as the hearings is going on. We're going to be um, coming back to you guys. This is not the last. We're going to uh, come back with another uh, update for the budget hearing. Uh, so that's going to be part three. But we got to go. See, we, we we talk about this stuff, but we actually go down here. We actually do the work. So we got to go. And I got us a couple meetings to go to. So we're about to go to the budget hearing right now. So we need, we need whoever can come out to support the budget hearing, come out to support, to understand. But it's not about the meetings. We here to galvanize people so that we can do something about the money. And that's to get the people in there that's going to redistribute our money properly. And, and organize them. And organize them. Right. So we want to organize the untraditional voters. We, gonna, we got a plan that we can't discuss here right now. Oh, oh, but we got a plan. So our goal is to organize untraditional voters and to break that 20% voter block. They control 20% of the vote um, in the city of Detroit. We're going to break that. We're going to break that. Don't we worry about it. That. We, we got to. Is that, that look, that is the only solution. We can't compete with people with money. I, I agree. I, I agree with the sister. She didn't care until she still don't care. I agree with her. What? She said the news anchor didn't care until her turn came. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they are, yeah, yeah. See, they, they, nobody cares until it when it happens to you. Right. You know, when we was calling about gentrification, everybody, oh, yeah, you know, she Detroit comes back. She should have been, been doing that. The story about gentrification yeah. then, yeah. but when she got gentrified on her house, then that's when they say, "Oh my God, it's a problem." But look, we got a, a, the only solution to this problem is to galvanize those untraditional voters and. And get to them understand their vote has power. I agree. None of them allow. We done with them. I agree yeah. with the sister Bueller Walker. None yeah. of them allow. We good on them. Yeah. They so done. that's so that's what we gonna do. All right. We ain't worried about we we ain't worried about all we worried about is galvanizing the voters to get these people out. We gotta break down a regime. That's what we fight. We fighting to take down. Love you too, sister. We take we fighting to take down a political regime. All right. Peace and love. God bless. See y'all later. Thank all you. All right. Thank you. Bye.